Thank you for sticking with me since I published the first episode of One Eight Hundred Gold Digger podcast in November twenty twenty one. It's been a whole month. It's all about celebrating the small victory in life. Am I right, or am I right? Welcome to One Eight Hundred Gold Digger, a podcast made by yours truly, English gold digger Mika Liu Chaula. Whether you're a single city gal, a hustling entrepreneur, a struggling artist, a work from home mom, an English language student, a recording studio producer, or none of the above, doesn't matter who you are. If you have an itch or some forms of aspiration to become that person you strive to be, you are in the right place. Today's episode is a compilation of the golden nuggets from Ma, and I'm here to present to you episode eight, a recap of One Eight Hundred Gold Digger in Year Twenty Twenty One. The first step to take before any self-improvement is to recognize your flaws, acknowledge that there are things to improve upon, really look at yourself in the mirror to learn who you are, and be real about yourself. Be honest and really look inward to discover the uncomfortable truth. Someone may say this is to be in tune with yourself. I call this choosing the lesser of the two evils. Why allow someone else to criticize you when you can be your own biggest and worst critic? Now, I'm not saying to be mean to yourself and pick on what you lack, but you gotta be the only person who knows everything about yourself—the good, especially the bad. Really, the idea is to acknowledge your own flaws and weaknesses before anyone else points them out to you. This is called. Self-awareness. Listen, if you let others tell you who you are, honey, we already lost half the battle. If you need a little help, then picture the better version of you, how they're like. And I hate that I'm about to say this word. Compare the better you with the current you. The gap between these two is where you find your flaws. Does that make sense? The point of this exercise is to identify what's standing in your way of becoming the better version of you. So when you're ready to improve, you know exactly what to target, like a software upgrade. The operating system checks bugs and fixes, and you get a new version whenever you're ready to install that 2.0 version of you. Jealousy and envy are similar feelings. But they are not the same. Jealousy always involves a third party seen as a rival for affection or attention. Envy occurs between only two people and is best summed up as "I want what you have." Someone may feel envious of another's wealth, status, or appearance. Come on, you're telling me you never felt a tiny little bit envious of someone's professional achievement, kitchen island, tight upper arms. Cutest little baby, a trip to the Bahamas. If you're single and your best friend is in a committed, loving relationship, don't tell me you don't envy your bestie. Chances are you guys are not even friends anymore. 
If your buddy at work got a new job, moved on to a better opportunity, don't tell me you aren't envious of them moving on to the next chapter of their lives. Chances are you guys no longer talk, and the only faint connection is LinkedIn. If you drove a Honda Civic and a Bugatti passed by you, don't lie to me and tell me you didn't look who's driving and run numbers in your head and make assumption about how this person can afford and maintain the most expensive car in the world. Envy is one of the seven deadly sins in Roman Catholicism. I'm not religious, but I agree that this is a bad, bad, bad feeling to keep around. It does no good to you. So how do we overcome this, you may ask? I can tell you what I did. I started focusing on myself more. I noticed that I was feeling low on my self-worth, so I needed to give that a boost. Instead of comparing with others and magnifying what I lack, I locked myself in a room and did not come out until I had something good to say about myself. Okay, seriously. I was being ignorant and took my blessings for granted. I asked myself, when was the last time I appreciated anything about myself? I'm unique, and my life is to be lived my way. If I have everything others have, is that still my life? No. Listen, procrastination often stems from the inability of managing the task at hand. And the inability to manage the task at hand often is a sign of us not being happy with our lives. And then because we're unhappy with our lives, then we try to do something about it. But we have so much distractions around us and the unspoken societal expectation put on us to succeed. So our attempts of doing quote-unquote it failed because we procrastinate to avoid the actual task at hand. So there it goes the chicken and the egg cycle, we procrastinate, can't do anything about it, unhappy, trying to do something about it, avoid doing it so we procrastinate, still unhappy. There you have it, the phenomenon of procrastination. The key is you gotta break it down to manageable pieces so you can do them one step at a time. Also, you're gonna have fun while doing it. Humans are beings with minds of our own. We're not born to obey and work, okay? The schools institutionalize us to think so. Like I said before, the unspoken pressure from society repels us so we procrastinate because that's what's not our idea. So run free, Sam Wildflower. Enjoy the process and when in doubt, ask yourself, what if it all works out? And if you get distracted, Hop on Spotify or Apple Podcast. Listen to me. I will be your panic monster. Now, let's do a little imagination work. Imagine we're all candles. I don't care if you're Glade or Joe Malone, okay? The point is our emotion is like the flame of the candles. When I get hurt... It's like someone tries to diminish my flame. So I try so hard to reignite the wick, but I was in such a painful state. It's so hard to get that flame back. So all my energy goes into anger. And when the flame comes back, holy moly, I could lit the entire world on fire. It is catastrophic. I don't even get sad anymore. I just get angry and I'm in this dark place and I can't breathe. 
I feel like I'm being anger itself, and that's not who I am. All I want to do is to snap out from this, but I can't because I'm drowned in this emotion. Wow, that got dark quickly. Basically, I'm a very nice person until someone or something pisses me off. I actually googled my quote-unquote symptoms. Why are kind people scary when they get angry? Genuinely kind people. These are people who just kind of have it. They haven't gone through anything particularly terrible, yet somehow are still genuinely kind to people because it's part of their personality. They're usually pretty laid back and have good emotional control. So if they're getting angry, it's because either you or someone else has had to push them so insanely far that they've gone beyond the breaking point in an instant and are now in a murderous rage. And it's more scary because it's not something that they're used to dealing with. So it's a more unrestrained, chaotic, and unpredictable rage. You don't know if they're going to kill someone, or break down in tears, or maybe even both, or even worse. Maybe it's a cold, logical sort of anger that can crush a person's soul. I learned my lessons. Life and the people in it taught me that not everyone is like me. They don't always have the best intentions at heart. As a trusting person, from time to time, I have to pretend that I'm not nice. It's a painful truth. Niceness doesn't always get you anywhere. Nice is just a place in France. Get with the program, people. You can't hate the players. Hate the game. So, based on my limited knowledge and own experience, disclaimer: as y'all know, I'm not a therapist or a life coach. Everything I know about family can be summed up in this quote. Sometimes blood isn't thicker than water, and family will cross you quicker than strangers. I hope it's easy for you to piece together why I relate to this quote, because my family dynamic is kind of a、uh, weird, like strangers. Have you ever wondered why people you grew up with or people that are close to you are not happy for you, but strangers online will hype you up? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. One of my brothers has not accepted my Facebook friend request since 2008, and the other one didn't come to my wedding. I've concluded that the way to deal with family drama, whether it's holiday time or non-holiday time, is to treat your family like people at work. Be professional, like someone you have an obligation to be cordial with. Otherwise, you'd get into trouble with HR. You don't necessarily have to be friends with people at work, do you? I mean, if you happen to vibe and gel well together, good for you. But most people, I think, keep a good, healthy boundary with their colleagues. Like, if it is outside of work hours, don't call me, cause my time is pricey and I charge by the minute. Many of us. Are almost institutionalized to think that because a group of people is related by blood, there should be an undying, unconditional love. We put our family on the pedestal, myself included. Subconsciously, we set higher expectations when it comes to the relationship with families. We expect them to know us well, meet our needs. And feel disappointed if the love we have is so far from the undying, unconditional love. 
It took me a long time to understand this. This is not fair, you know. First of all, a family isn't necessary about blood relations. Family can be defined as a group of people that function as a unit, which often, but not always, includes parents and children. And since we can't choose our family, we were just born into it. How can we expect a different kind of love and relationship, and set a completely different and higher standard than anybody we would meet in the world who is not your family? Some of you might not agree, but I reckon that other than our childhood, where we have opportunities to spend the majority of our time with parents, siblings, and extended family members, you know, you hear people say things like, "We grew up together," but once we reach young adulthood. We start to invest academically, establish our friend circles, spend time pursuing a career, and later that we meet a or several romantic interests, we somehow fail to notice that our family isn't always there with us in the new adult life anymore, and our family fails to acknowledge that we've grown, we've gained wisdom through life experiences, and we are no longer that outrageous fourteen-year-old who tore up a Leonardo DiCaprio poster because she couldn't manage her anger. So that's the reality. Our family only grows with us up to a certain age of our lives, and they are basically not really part of it besides the few times you see them in a year, including the holiday time. There is a disconnect of their perception of you, the old you, and the real you now, and vice versa. Mix this in with the holiday stress. There you have it—the recipe for family drama to come to the surface. If what I said above does not apply to you, congratulations—you're blessed. Hi Mika, it's Amanda. I've been thinking about self-care in winter and wanted to know what you're doing to take care of yourself during the winter season. So Amanda, this is how I self-care, and I'm gonna leave out the winter or Canada as the location because I like a broad picture without these defined parameters. And you know what? As I say this. It just validates why my initial and knee-jerk answer to how I self-care in the beginning of this episode is a good adventure. I'm wild by nature. We are all wild by nature. It is naturally built within me that my subconscious mind knows that the world we live in right now is full of the man-made isms, the capitalism. Communism, socialism, racism, sexism, feminism, gender binarism, fundamentalism, veganism, or utilitarianism. How many words with "ism" at the end can you name? Aren't you tired of navigating life with so many institutionalized ideologies? Okay, I digress. Let me try again, Amanda. I will answer your question properly. Self-care is your phone battery at one percent, and you have your power bank or chargers ready, and you're nearby an outlet, not a shopping outlet, the wall charging outlet. I'm sure you can relate. We all panic when our phone dies. Self-care is recharge. 
And time to time, you have to reboot your phone to help improve the performance of the phone. Press and hold either the volume up or down button and the side button on the right until the power off slider on your screen appears. This is just for iPhone. Sorry, I know nothing about Androids. If we self-care our phones, how are we not self-caring ourselves? Brianna Wyest said, and I quote, True self-care is not salt baths and chocolate cake. It is making the choice to build a life you don't need to regularly escape from. Santa, you know the drill, right? Given that you must have seen millions of dysfunctional families out there, but do nothing about it? For a child like me who grew up as the only girl in the family, and instead of being spoiled, I was basically discriminated against because of my gender, and my brothers are Richards to me, and my mom never did anything about it due to her own generational brainwash gender bias trauma, so my siblings and I don't have a relationship. So when I met her, my ex-best friend, it was fireworks, and I thought of her like the sister I never had. But life happened, and I met my husband. Our last interaction was I called her out for wanting male attention, and what used to be peanut butter and jelly now is Tom and Jerry. Here is the letter I last wrote to her at the end of 2019. Oh god, that feels like a long time ago. Dear Arya, okay, this is a fake name, by the way, just protecting her identity like a nice person I am. I just want to let you know that I miss our friendship and hoping that we can talk to resolve what happened. I apologize for hurting your feelings and saying things in a way that did not sit well with you. It all happened so fast and over messages at that time. I wish that we could have had a proper chance to talk it out. Anyhow, honestly, I have been thinking about us a lot lately, pretty much every single day. However, I respect that if you and I are no longer in the same place in life to maintain a friendship. I imagine you're doing really well in New York City, and I'm very happy for you. Many things happened on my side, good and bad, and I wish I can share them with you. No matter what, you were once my best friend and I hold a space for you whenever you want to reconnect. Happy New Year's Eve and wish you a successful and blissful 2020. A letter within a letter. Inception, anyone? Santa, let me tell you a secret. This entire idea of starting a podcast attributes to me missing her. I used to talk to her so much, just about anything. Boys, life, job, shopping. I'd probably phone her if I had to change a light bulb. We even celebrated her turtle named Ninja, turning 14 together. I genuinely cherished her presence in my life because she was someone I looked up to. I've lost count of the time I cried in showers over losing her. But that doesn't matter anymore. It's been more than two years. And Santa, all I want for Christmas is for you to offer someone else for me to look up to. I'm done with the morning. Santa, I've heard of this quote, stop chasing people, start chasing your dreams. 
but help me make it a consistent reality, please. I don't want to doze off and daydream into the distractions. Santa, I don't want any presents. I want a future. Better yet, I am the future. That's a wrap, y'all. See, it's not that bad. It feels liberating to be authentic. If you made it this far, thank you for listening to another episode of the One Eight Hundred Gold Digger Podcast. This is where I share my life experiences and struggles, so you don't have to. Call me at one eight hundred Gold Digger via Anchor on Spotify. That is Anchor FM. Four slash one eight hundred gold digger four slash message. I may just answer your voicemail in the future episodes. Feel free to give me a five star rating on Apple Podcasts so more people like you can find the show. You can also DM me on Instagram at one eight hundred gold digger. Thank you again for listening, and I will talk to you guys 